0: Okay, Megas, hello. Welcome to um, a new podcast in a new year. Been a bit of a gap since the last one, a bit longer than we had hoped, but circumstances have got in the way. Uh, But here we are, beginning of February, we're recording again. So uh, this episode, we're going to cover the recent ice and fire competition that Ray Duggins most capably organised at Battlefield Hobbies. Um, So thank you to Ray for that, and thank you to Battlefield Hobbies, for hosting us. Um, Tonight, there's myself, there's Richard Jeffrey Cook and Matt Haywood. So just the the usual three. Um, There is a chance Simon Hall will turn up, but he is at the moment very busy, obviously, with a number of projects, but we were hoping he would drop in and give us a bit of an update on what he's doing megwise, and we might even let him plug some of his other projects as well. Yes, some of them are no doubt of interest. Um, There's got one little bit of housekeeping on the podcast to do, just to mention to anybody who doesn't know, uh, we've got all the original series of podcasts, the one that Ray set up, the first 10 or so episodes, along with the ones we've been recording more recently, all in one place now. So if you want to go back and rediscover some of the ones we did last year, please feel free. So. as I said, we're looking at the Ice and Fire competition, as ever, we've got all the lists that were used up on my blog. Um, if anybody hasn't seen the link so far, we'll be putting it in the notes when this podcast is published, so you'll be able to go and look and see what we're talking about. But otherwise, without further ado, as I always say, we'll move on to the, to the meat of this podcast, where we will talk about our armies and our games and and see how we did. Um, I say that from the smug position because as I'm sure a lot of people know I did quite well. <laughs> we'll find out how Matt and Richard did as well so I believe this will go start off by going through our armies then move on to the games and Matt I think you're going to kick us off with your army.
1: I, I will indeed. Um I I meant to look up how to pronounce this. As far as I'm aware it's Yeosun Korean but I'm open to anybody leaping in and telling me how it should be pronounced. Basically it's the latest Korean in Meg so it runs from about uh, I think it's 1399 to to, to the 16th century. Um, I put my list in before I had my first game with the army and my first game on Saturday morning was my second game ever with the army. So, you know, that sets sets the scene. It's not my fault, Gov, it was the army. Right. Getting the excuses in there, Matt. Absolutely. Uh, Always start with an excuse and then work your way up. Uh, Right. So, it's, um, it's a very interesting list in that I think it's the only list in MEG that allows cavalry that are skilled bow, short spear, shoot, and charge protected. I've not come across any other list that had it. I had a search, and I couldn't find any. So, so my list is four competent professional generals. Uh, its terrain is standard coastal and mountains. I took a poor, unfortified camp. Um, it breaks on six tugs. It's PBS a seven, scouting a four. So the first two units are standard lancer cavalry, and they are drilled loose, average protected, charging lancer, melee expert, two blocks of four. Then my my, my traditional um, cavalry delaying unit, if you wish to call it, from all of my armies. It's basic cavalry using bows, it's called. And it's cavalry formed flexible, average protected, unskilled bow, short spear, block of four. Basically, they go off and slow people down. They die, whatever. Uh, then we get into the... Um, the good stuff. And it's best cavalry using bow. Two units of formed, flexible, average protected, skilled bow, short spear, shoot and charge. Two blocks of six. So total the 12 bases. Then we have the guard archers. Now this is another fairly unique unit. It's infantry, drilled loose, superior, protected, skilled bow. Block of eight. Again, not a combination you usually see, the combination of superior and skilled bow. Uh, we then have a Spearman, for want of a better word, unit, the tug, which is infantry, drilled loose, average protected, polearm. Block of six. Uh, Then we get into the infantry. Now, the infantry are a bit like um, the Imperial Roman Legions with their bolt shooters. They can have attached artillery. Now, the artillery is basically rocket-propelled arrows fired off in big blocks from... One opponent described them as prams, and another <laughs> opponent described them as pianos. So it's the pram-wielding <laughs> gifts, basically. Uh, 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 but the interesting thing is they count as guns. They're light artillery, and they count as guns. So it's a cab test if you charge them, you know, range of eight base-wits, so on. Um, and you can have one per unit. So what I ended up with was four missile-based infantry blocks of six, each one having an artillery piece. Attached, which can either be archer or crossbow. So, two blocks of archers. So they are drilled loose infantry, average protected, experienced bow, combat shy. Five of those and an artillery piece. So there's two blocks of six, and then the crossbowmen are identical. But obviously, I've got crossbows. Two blocks of six. The only thing with the list is they have to be combat shy, which is unfortunate because if they weren't, I think they'd be really quite tasty. So, so that's eleven tugs. So that's 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 the bulk of the army you then have three blocks of skirmishers which are skirmishing archers which are infantry skirmishers average unprotected experienced bow combat shy block of six two blocks of handgunners which are infantry skirmished poor unprotected experienced firearm two blocks of six and that gives you a round total of 14 so it's five on a deployment and allows you to put plenty of stuff down without giving away where you want to put the good stuff so um that was basically, uh, basically the army list. Um, after my first test game, I already knew I was in for a struggle, which I'm happy to talk about later, but um, there you go. That's the army. Hmm. Different? Yes. It really <laughs> well, actually. I, I am surprised at how well it performed, considering my specialist limitations. But anyway. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the game we had in the second round later later on. Um, but uh, I'll I'll describe my army first and, and then we can come on to the game. So my army was Tang China Northern, um, so roughly about 650 uh, CE. So um, China at its sort of height of its expansion, really. Um, And I took um, uh, basically two competent professional and one mediocre professional generals and then a competent ally, the ally being pre-dynastic Kitan, um, had a poor unfortified camp, uh, seven PBS and four scouting, so quite respectable. Um, I had 11 tugs and one SUG. Um, The main units were first off the Wushi Cavalry. I don't know whether that's the correct pronunciation, but it's something like that. Form loose, average protected, experienced bow, charging lancer, melee expert. Um, And that gives a flavour of the army. The um, next couple of units of cavalry Full loose, average protected, experienced bow, short spear, melee expert. Uh, followed by four units of mixed boobing. Uh, uh, they are boobing spearmen and boobing archers. Um, these so the units are of six, three of each. Um, the spearmen forming the front ranks are form flexible, average, protected, experienced bow short spear and melee expert, and the rear ranks of the archers are just form loose, average, protected, experienced bow. Um, so what you've got there is a uh, archer unit with a pretty tough um, front line, and you have to distinguish the figures front rank from rear rank, obviously in that situation. Along with those four infantry units, I had a unit of guard spearmen. Um, These are quite tough. They're drilled, flexible, superior, protected, experienced bow, short spear, melee expert. Uh, And in this case, all six of them are short spear, melee expert. That's that's the main Chinese forces, along with a SUG of nomadic light cavalry, who are skirmish Average Unprotected, experienced bow Cantabrian, combat shy. And then the ally consists of three units. Um, The heavy cavalry, Kitan Heavy Cavalry, or Form Loose Average Protected, experienced bow short spear. That was just a unit of four. Um, And then I had two units of Form Flexible Average Unprotected, bow combat shy one of them is a six of experience the other is six skilled bow Um, what you'll notice is that everybody in the army carries a a bow Um, and uh, they're all experienced apart from the skilled bow and the light cavalry who are cantabrian so you've got a large amount of shooting power with this army Um, uh, and yeah that, that was my choice. I had used it quite successfully in practice games before coming to the competition. So I, I was reasonably hopeful.
0: Well, I think it's a nice army, Richard. Um, before, before we maybe come back and just have a quick chat about what we each think about armies. I just asked one question on the Tang one. I've always thought it looked quite a nice army, but I can't remember people using it very often. Get any? Thoughts why?
2: Uh, not really. i've I've used it once before, um and did reasonably well with it. Um, um i yeah, i I can't see any reason not to use it. I've ordered the lead for it. <laughs> <laughs> after playing Richard. Was, was this after playing me?
1: Yes, after playing you because I really liked it. I, I thought it was a really interesting combination of troops.
0: There you are, yeah. Well, actually, I think yours is as well, Matt. You know, actually just, just while we're on that, um, yeah, you, know, you said you said about you can't think of it, you know, the cat the, the skill shooting cavalry was shoot and charge. You saying you can't think of other ones. Um so it got, got me thinking with my, my my list nerd head on. And I must admit the only other skilled shooters, sort of protected shoot and charge type cavalry I can think of are some of the the, the guard types, like in the Mamluks. Um, who, who then are drilled close so they're, they're quite different from from those in the uh, in that korean i don't, <clears throat> don't know if anything's jumped to richard's mind that uh, would be similar to those koreans uh not that i can think of off the top of my head i must admit so you, you, you might be right they could be unique matt there's a challenge to all our listeners see if you can find something that's the same <laughs> there's only 650 odd lists to go through <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, on, on to my army. Um, in some ways, my army is, is has some similarities with Richard's. It um, comes from about 300 years later. It's the later Zhu and early Northern Song list. Um, this is a list from the end of the Five Dynasties period, which is post-Tang, uh, and then into the, the early Northern Song, who uh, managed to reunify most of China though didn't quite make it to the same sort of territorial extent that the Tang did. Um, so my list is, it's four competent professional generals, which is a fairly standard approach these days. Um, Terrain, get with this, is standard plains and mountains. I went for a poor, unfortified camp, didn't sink any points into there. Uh, the army came out with a PBS of seven, a scouting of two. Quite a shock for me, He's, he's using the horse archer armies, I get a lot more than that, but... There you go, that's your choices. Um, I had 11 tugs and a SUG. Um, The tugs were, I settled with a guard cavalry. Uh, Sank a lot of points into these. Drilled close, superior, armoured horse protected, experienced bow, short spear, melee expert, shoot and charge. Then three units of formed loose cavalry, average protected, experienced bow, short spear. These were all fours. Sorry, the guard was a six base unit if you're going to go for that unit you go big or go home. Two units what are called vanguard swordsmen, uh, eight bases each of formed flexible average protected short spear melee expert. I then had four units of crossbowman infantry, well mixed spearmen crossbowmen in the same way that Richard's army had his Bing. these are the sort of later version. Front ranks are drilled flexible average protected experienced crossbow short spear melee expert and the rear ranks are This drilled loose protected crossbow, three bases of each, so six bases in a unit. Um, And last but not least, uh, some raw militia archers, infantry tribal loose, poor unprotected, experienced bow combat shy. So they rounded out to the 11 tugs, but actually experienced bow means they are quite useful and they did indeed fulfill quite a useful function in the games. And one unit of skirmishers, cavalry skirmishers, average unprotected experienced bow, Cantabrian combat shy. So I said quite similar to, to Richard's, I suppose one of the big differences is the my infantry have got crossbow instead of bow, so that obviously if they're charged they get that advantage of being able to score wounds on when rolling an S, which is incredibly useful. Okay folks, so that, that was my list. As I said, I thought, I thought both but Matt's and, and Richard's were interesting so I don't know what they, they think of everybody else's lists. <laughs> I'd
2: I'd have been fascinated to play your army. Actually, I think that would have been a a real tussle of the game.
0: Yes, I think so. Given, <laughs> given the <laughs>
2: um, matchups, but uh, um, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't have liked to predict the outcome of that one.
0: No, I think it could have been it could have gone a long way. We've both got quite a lot of average, but, but armies of quite a lot of average stuff in there so uh, actually i think oh, all
1: three of us only had what one superior two superior units maybe between us or i only had
0: one in mine.
2: yeah i, I had only the do you have any superiors in mine?
0: you had your guard infantry didn't i you? think
2: just the guard infantry yeah um, they're, they're,
0: they're a stonking unit though
2: yeah um they you pay for them oh yes <laughs> but, um, yeah, they 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 were the core of my army. Actually, they they were prepared to take on anybody um, because the, there's not not really many troops that they're a pushover to.
0: No, I think they're they're very effective. In fact, fact they're flexible as well. Means you well, as is a lot of your army, terrain is a bit of a case of oh well, <laughs> we, we don't do. mind. Yeah, I was not
2: really fussed
0: to terrain at all. I just want to ask Matt, you know, with all, all that infantry, as you say, is combat shy. How, how much of a holding you back was that? If at all. If at all.
1: Um, on, on retrospect from the game, I would say I probably only needed three units. Four never got into the line, basically. There was always three that were effective and one that was always just just hanging around at the back and never got into the in, into the fight. Um Honestly, the combat shine made no difference whatsoever. The the artillery gave some people pause, and the cab test on being charged gave them another pause. And I have to say, in two of my games, I was very aggressive with the infantry, and they actually did what they were supposed to do. I don't think I lost an infantry tug in the entire weekend. Oh, right might have lost one lost the skirmishers but you know that's what they're paid for yeah but um well um, i
2: never got i never got
1: into your infantry certainly no um okay but but yeah no i i I rate them um but they were handicaps from my generalship rather than anything else to be perfectly honest
0: um i suppose uh, my my, my u- usual question for rating these things is, would you use it again? Uh, yes,
1: I've, I've slightly redesigned it, and I definitely, it will be hitting the table again. Um, assuming I can find space amongst the other two people who have already emailed me for my list and said, I'm buying the figures. <laughs>
0: <laughs> who, whose figures did you use for it? Essex. Oh, oh, they've got a range for it, haven't they?
1: they they've got a, a dedicated, it, it's technically in their Renaissance range, but I think if you hand the list to around the 1500s you'd probably get away with it Um, uh, they're pretty (laughs) nice
2: (laughs) as as if you're going to meet a medieval Korean expert who's going to be able to tell the difference
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is very true yes and and I have to say Nick provided me with a link for the flags which was um, excellent they were really good flags and uh, so it really
0: added to the army so I was really pleased with that uh, uh, yeah, I thought it looked really nice as, as your armies usually do so, and Richard, will you use the tang again? Uh, I certainly uh, hope to be using the tang in
2: competitions later this year. It's eligible for a few of them, so watch out,
0: world! Watch <laughs> yeah, well, it was. It's, it's, it's definitely. I, I, I would be, most, and I would be most open to using my uh, early Northern Song again. Um, I, I, I certainly performed better than I thought I would, and I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Not just because of doing well, but I thoroughly enjoyed the difference from playing an army with quite a lot of infantry. Anyway, enough of that. Talking of games, Matt, do you want to give us a, a, a rundown of your games? And and have already realised that you and Richard played, so I'll, I'll let you deal with that, however it works best for both of you. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Right. Um, First game of the, the Saturday
1: was... Um oval with um, Absinium, which is um it, uh, as I knew the draw earlier on, I, I'd had a look through the army list, and it it was it was a really interesting mix of um, tribal skilled bow, experienced non-formed uh, bow, um, loads of loose order drilled drilled loose um, short spear melee expert um, infantry, and I guess there'd be a Mogadishu ally, which is basically Mamluks and Light Horse, as it turns out, that's exactly what he took. Um, so um, I honestly can't remember who attacked or who defended, to be honest. I think I probably attacked, but um, the, the game plan going in was basically um, defensive line of infantry, cavalry behind it, and then pick my spot and try and knock a hole through it. So we did the terrain. Um I wanted loads of rough so obviously I think we ended up with two pieces on the table. Uh it was billiard table besides that from where we were. um but having said that it was one of those it was a rough going hill dead in the center in my deployment area. And um Paul put down a, a vineyard on a hill on my left flank and it had to touch the edge. So it ended up moving back I think so it was right at the back so basically a table cut in half, um, so I deployed my infantry from my left flank, I put the pole arms as far out to the left as they could go. Uh, then there was a cross, but uh, then I put the skilled archers behind them, uh, a unit of hand gunners, So and then the four blocks of um, uh, pianist-wielding um, infantry. <laughs> Um, I'll be careful how I say that, and I uh, but uh, but they they ran all the way to the um to the rough going hill. Um, one unit was in fact deployed on the rough going hill, which um, with the artillery rules for integrated infantry, makes it slightly um static in that you could only move them one base, width. they move as battle wagons effectively, battle wagon speed. So, obviously, in rough going, a battle wagon only moves one, uh, but. The idea was they were to stand on the hill and basically allow the line to swivel you know clockwise across to his vineyard. um all the cavalry obviously went 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 behind the um the infantry line um the hanggunners were interspersed with the um lancers behind them basically, so the lancers could sort of just poodle through the hanggunners uh, that that was the, the theoretical deployment I had in my mind when I put the army together was basically the lancers sit behind the hanggunners, so if you rush infantry towards my combat shy archers the lancers couldn't come out and either counter charge or intercept charge um that, that was, and it seemed to work well it paused for thought shall we say for some people uh so the game kicks off um i'm quite aggressive with the infantry from the left flank forward as i say i'm, I'm aiming to clockwise wheel into the center of the table up to his vineyard and then pick my point where i want to throw the cavalry in um uh Paul 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 responded in a similar fashion. He sent all his cavalry, it's three units of light horse, I think it was, uh, a unit of average formed loose, and his superior mamluk experienced bow uh towards my rough going hill with the aim of looping round the rough going hill into my camp and into the back of my line. Um and that's pretty much how it played out. That's exactly what what happened. My infantry pushed forward. Uh my lancers came out to engage. Uh, the Abyssinians have a load of tribal foot and the the drilled loose foot and the archers. Um, uh, so we w- there was a a mixture of a lot of shooting in the middle and um, by using the skirmishers I was able to get the lancers into into his spearman foot and then expand into his archers on either side so basically i never got shot at and so so the two blocks of full answers actually were engaged quite early on into his into his foot in the center um that was working uh, i made a classic mistake where you know you, you put an army on the table and you haven't actually read all your factors so my pole arm infantry rushed towards his vineyard in a single rank uh, <clears throat> considering they were faced off against other infantry, which was spear or uh, melee expert, that was a slight mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as as I promptly got into combat and realized that in melee, I have to be in two ranks to, to count the pole arms. So- Yeah, um,
0: well, against infantry you do, yeah.
1: Against infantry, exactly. Um, so that that, that became a- um, uh, a damage limitation exercise there and then the skilled bow never really got into the fight because i just held them well back as soon as i realized i'd made the mistake i, I didn't want anybody anywhere near those pearl arms when they eventually went um oddly the handgunners that had gone up with them survived an enormous amount of shooting and slowed down a couple of his charges and you know, stunning job for poor unprotected handgunners brilliant but um i don't think paul thought quite that way uh sorry and um so I was making inroads into his infantry. Uh he swept round the rough going hill towards my camp. I'd sent um, my delaying unit of four experienced bow into the onto the rough going hill, in fact, to um threaten his um his advance whilst um my skilled bow cavalry were forming a line ready for him to come round. Um interesting, that that's one of the limitations of this army. I really should have it's four competent generals so a total of 12 cards i really should have gone with a talented general and a mediocre general still kept the 12 cards but what i found was every game i played i needed somebody who started with four cards not the not the army commander but any of the sub generals start with four cards and then i can give him a fifth because i found with three cards with the plus one from the general because he wasn't floating Army I never quite had enough cards to respond quite as quickly as I wanted to to some situations, and it caused quite a lot of snarl ups. Um, so I didn't react fast enough to a few of the situations. Anyway, the, the 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 end result was um, because we got into shooting and combat quite early. It took a lot of time to resolve, and um, we never finished the game. The end result. The end result as is always the way. I. I it was looking at something like a 10-6 to me up until the point I made a slight miscalculation with where I placed the unit of cavalry, so he got into my camp. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's always the way. He managed to get two bases of his, uh, well, a, a column of six of his average forms loose straight into the side of the camp uh, because my intercept, the unit I'd left ready to intercept charge was just too far away because it was partially in the rough going. Anyway, the, the end result was that was he hit the camp, destroyed the camp. The combat tests from that, managed to cascade break three of my tugs because one broke and then the other one was feeling slightly dodgy, took a skull, then a wound and broke, and then the next one, it it, it cascaded through. So in the end, it was 10-12 to a pull. Thoroughly excellent game. Um, It it, it worked as I expected it to work, as I say. Made made two errors that cost me, which was the Pearl Arms, which died in fairly short order and, and not quite covering the camp properly, so it was so-so. Um, as I say, really good game. Uh, gave me 10 points, which I was not unashamed for.
2: And um, that set me up for uh, Richard on Saturday afternoon. Shall I describe my first game, and then we can talk about our second round game?
0: Yeah, sure. No yeah, yeah, that's a good way of doing
2: it. Yeah. So, my my first round game was against Ian Crosby, who's a relative newcomer, I believe, to uh, make, and he was using a Greco-Bactrian army um which uh is is one of my sort of pet favorites because uh back at university I actually did a history of the Gricobacterian kingdoms as part of my university degree. So um um the army he took was essentially the all-mounted option. Um so he actually had nine units. Of cavalry and three skirmishing units of Cambria cavalry along with that. Um, a mix of um, the guard cavalry who are Greek superior protected charging lancer, uh, Iranian line cavalry who are um, charging with charging lancer and melee expert per average, uh, cataphracts. Um, and some Saka horse archers who are the flexible average unprotected experienced bow Um, the terrain came out as planes Uh, there was enough of a flank for me to anchor my right flank with infantry Um, and the game basically became a contest of the factoryans pushing forward and my response in shooting away what i could um, and it was a frustration from my perspective was that I came a wound off breaking his army I got four um, tugs I needed a fifth and the fifth was a wound off breaking when time was called oh, no. so, so I ended up uh, I think it was something like a 10-7 result but uh, um, uh, fair, fair dues to Ian um, and yeah It was just um, close but not quite quite there. So I ended up on 10 points but a very different 10 points probably from uh, the way way that Matt had got to 10 points Um, and hence we met for the second round.
1: I, I, again, I, I totally don't remember which one of us invaded, to
2: be perfectly honest, because I think our armies were pretty similar for what terrain. I've got a feeling you you invaded, but um, yeah, I, I, think... I must admit I I wouldn't be a hundred percent sure. It probably sounds like me. To... I, yeah. I seem to remember you you certainly pushed your sacrificial cavalry up um, very quickly against my Kitan, who I would deployed on the my ah, yes. right and your left. Indeed.
1: Yes, you're quite right. Yes, I did invade. So we ended up with a secure, rough going flank, from what I can remember. Uh, not a lot of terrain anywhere else. I think you may have had a a vineyard or a rough going hill on on your back edge,
2: but I think no, nothing that affected the yeah. subsequent battle. Certainly, indeed. So um, my 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 battle
1: plan, such as it was, was I deployed the. Um, Uh, The skirmishing archers, the pole arms, skilled um, guard archers on the secure right flank with the aim of pushing through that way. Uh, And then in the good going next to them, I had the two blocks of skilled archers, then all the infantry with the lancers intermingled running out towards my left. I did leave my left slightly Out, um, (laughs) open. But but that was the purpose of the delaying unit was to at least you know give me a turn or two where I could force uh, on my left and in the centre. That that was the aim. Anyway, that was what I was do. He gave
2: you a turn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All all right. You're you're shooting convinced that the sacrificial unit really was a sacrificial unit. As you say, it lasted the turn. But. um... was bit close, did it? Well, to be fair, I just marched it up to four, and then Richard came up to three, and
2: yeah, he didn't have a two skill files um and three experience files or something shooting at it.
1: It was five or six dice, you yeah, something like
2: that. that, and it 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 was only a unit of four. and it it disappeared two Uh, uh, two skulls and a wound later it wasn't (laughs) yeah that's
1: right i I think i'd regaled you with how hammy had actually destroyed it to a man or a similar unit And, and then you promptly did pretty much the same thing so um well that was that, that was what it was expected to do. But so that, that,
2: that was merely to lure me in, wasn't it?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that was the plan. yeah yeah it, 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 it was like a famed retreat, but
2: more bloody, so to speak. Because I'm then thinking there's this nice uh, flank that looks as if it's in a bit of a mess with a couple of fours of Lancer cavalry that are um looking vulnerable. So I advance my kittens and the wishy cavalry. Who are the charging lancer, melee expert um, forward, um, line it up. So I think your your lancers were essentially in a position where they had to charge me. Yes, you um, you 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 boxed me in. You'd done yeah. half a bull's horn, so
1: to speak. You you completely wrapped around me. Although I, I had managed to turn one of my infantry units ninety degrees and expand it against yeah. your skirmishers to give a bit of a
2: security but the style. basic idea was you'd come in to me I'd get the shooting as you came in and then we'd be on a pretty even melee contest yeah. um, with, with the opportunity to get into your flank with one of my flexibles. Um, and the plan worked fine the the execution uh, was sort of mucked up by a couple of skulls on green versus green dice um that um broke my wishy cavalry um and uh bang went to went a really good plan
1: <laughs> yeah that, that pretty much sums that, that that up yeah it was um and then i i was equally failing to throw the right dice i needed on the other side of the flank with with the shooting and um
2: yeah those those skilled bow were I mean, I, we had a quite an epic contest between my infantry and your skilled bow, which left um, my infantry non-existent and your skilled bow um, so weak that uh, they couldn't really do much after that. Absolutely, I, I, I
1: do. I, I do recall your elite guard infantry died to the skilled bowmen, though in combat, the, the mounted combat.
2: Yeah, well, you you had this trick of. Shoot and charging to weak, weaken as you charge in, and uh, um, yeah, they it, it turned out to be one of those ones where we were sort of taking bases off pretty equally, yeah, yeah. um, and uh, whoever survived was going to be struggling to carry on, um, yes, you. Regardless you you reversed
1: back two of your normal infantry units hadn't you so the pole arms never reached them i think by the end of the game you were on the base edge and i was
2: you know uh, yeah i i i was playing a sort of desperate game of trying to stay out of the range of the skilled archers and um keeping out of the range of the pole arms as well yeah. um on, on that on my extreme left your right flank so uh... Uh, when when time was called it was um, yeah, I was I was sort of nowhere left to run, but fortunately I had, <laughs> I had survived long enough on that plane. Yeah. You, claim, you claim night fell. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Uh, I think it was, it was a
1: 10-8 to me in the end.
2: I think I, I scored seven, I believe. Oh, so absolutely. I think I got must have got a skirmisher and three at oh, two tugs, rather yeah I think well no, I hang on came as... I came away feeling that I could have got at least a couple more, so uh... you you were robbed when those two
1: units of four lancers went into your your good cavalry with the Kitans in support. It was i, I, I am I'm not denying it in any way. the the green, green just threw it totally. And I think your shooting of me on the way in was
2: I think I missed entirely
1: yeah. with the shots on the way in, and I had five or six, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you maybe did a wound which I recovered before it, it impacted the bottom.
2: Yeah, it, it, that and the impact combat where I I blanked out. So uh, yes, it was a promising situation, but uh, didn't didn't go with me on that occasion. Yeah. But there is always next time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: absolutely. absolutely. Maybe, maybe I'll end up using Tang against you next time, and then that'll be a a switch I,
2: I doubt i'll be using the josean korean I, I, I don't think that's an army for me personally uh,
1: i i surprisingly enjoyed it it's a quiet taste i'll definitely give it that but it does it did fulfill my criteria of using an army with more infantry than cavalry tugs for, uh, for this year so that, that was a although the combat wing was still cavalry but anyway that's a yeah. uh, so, <laughs> so <laughs>
0: I'll go on with mine. Okay, so my, my first game was against Dave Parrish, um, always a, an all-around splendid bloke. Um, love love playing Dave, always have great games. We always seem to have something weird and wonderful happens in the games. Um, although to be fair, I don't think we did in this one, now I've said that. Uh, Dave, Dave was using Quarismian. Um and I, I believe from what he said, this is his, his really his first essay into uh, step type armies. So um, I suppose it might have been a bit unfair that he, he drew somebody who's used them a lot. So, you know, but that's the, the way of the world. Um, you know, obviously, Kwarazmin is one um, we covered in a previous podcast as well. And I've, I've used against Richard, um, who beat me, shot me to death. If I remember Richard, didn't you? I got lucky. <laughs> I think, I think, actually i think it was, was that the game where we both did very well on shooting but you did better than me we were just shoveling bases off by the handful if i remember rightly
2: yeah we had one one turn of shooting where um it, i i i could
0: i could barely miss and uh, you did reasonably well and i just... well about to say it's one of those i did quite well you just did wow well. <laughs> anyway on on to, on to dave's army um Dave took an army with um, two allies in it, Um, both had talented, instinctive generals. One was a Turkoman, four units of um, form flexible, unprotected cavalry. Um, Half of them were skilled shooters. Uh, They were all in fours. His other ally was a Kankali ally, which had two more units, each of four of unprotected, experienced, bow flexible cavalry, and two units of Tribal loose, average protected, devastating charges. Um, only sixes, but that's all you can have in the list. And his actual Khwarazmian part of it, I suppose, were a, a unit of two elephants, two tugs of the Khwarazmian lancers, who I really quite like. They're formed loose, superior protected, experienced bow, charging lancer, shoot and charge. Very nice. And a unit of Iranian Askaris, drilled loose, average protected, experienced bow, short spear and he had two competent professional generals to drive those. So he had a, a goodly amount of command and control. Um, Dave, um, the two things now are now a theme for all four of my games. So I'll get it out of the way straight up. Um, Dave, Dave rolled a skull to win the PBS dice roll off so he could do the strategic intercept. All four of my opponents did that to me. It was green, green each time and I lost <laughs> I lost the skull to something less than the skull each time. Uh, so each time I defended and each time we ended up with a secure flank of mountains and forests. So we ended up with the compulsory big piece of terrain, two pieces of terrain, in this case on my left flank. Actually, it was always my left flank as well uh, because of the table I was playing on. So, so, so the basic start for the game, very similar in all cases. Um, against Dave, I then had a couple of vineyards in the central sector towards the back of the table, and there was a village on Dave's side, but otherwise it was free, uh, free nice open terrain. Um, vineyards will become a bit of a theme in this as well. Um, Dave outscouted me by a bit. Um, and I deployed my army um, basically between the big hill on my left and vineyard on my right, uh, putting infantry in the vineyards, mainly shooters, to exploit the, the lovely thing from vineyards where you count as in cover, but you can shoot out and you don't get penalised, um, which is, is is very nice. Um, and the my, my cavalry uh, Base, the guard were in the front line, and the rest of the cavalry was more or less in support. Um, Dave deployed with his Turkoman ally on his right, um, his As- Askaris and the Lancers more or less in his centre, and the left were his Kankali troops. The um, devastating charger types were pointing at the vineyard that was on my right. Obviously, he was just going to pile in the dev chargers into whatever he M- had there. And his left flank was the couple of units of the Kankali horse archers to cover the flank. Um, now, obviously, I, I'm set up in a fairly nice defensive position there, but, you know, I do have a plan of coming out. Um, Dave pretty much advances straight towards me across the board. Um, I move up to the, as, as, far as as far as I can go while staying in the terrain to see how things develop, to see whether Dave will push on. And, and come into shooting range. Basically, um, he did on the left his his devastating charges. Definitely had one one aim in mind to go and devastatingly charge my crossbowmen who were in the in the vineyard. Um, on his right, he pushed the Turkmen up cautiously. I mean, he's he's you know he's well aware that they were unprotected, and I did have some shooters up there, though not many. Um, and the sentry sort of slowly advanced the cavalry. Um, he did keep his elephants in reserve, being a two-base unit. I think he thought they were potentially vulnerable, and given the amount of shooting I have, I think he was right. I think if they'd been anywhere near the front, I would have gone. Oh, look, there's a, an easy target. I'll take. I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll just sh- shoot them with a the numerous crossbows, and hopefully they'll evaporate really quickly. Um, David was was hindered on his left with his his kankali shoes by some fairly rubbish cards for a a fair chunk of the game Um, and I I got to shoot with my crossbowmen from the vineyards um, at his oncoming devastating charge infantry uh, which both slowed them up and one unit knocked some bases off Um, they did they did eventually charge in um, both charged together and one of them charged into a unit of my crossbowmen and pretty much ran straight over the top of them. <clears throat> but his other unit um, was first slowed so they didn't make contact and then basically shot to death. Um, because of these, I think the mixed results on that flank, Dave pushed his cavalry forward towards my infantry and cavalry in the center and was, was tempted to bring his his Turkmen a bit closer to try and get these skilled shooters into into the game. Um, Unfortunately this this meant I could then engineer my shooting on that flank to be shooting at him whilst not being shot at myself because obviously foot shooters have longer range than mounted shooters and Dave's uh, Turkmen in fours were in Loose formation so I was getting the color upgrade for shooting at unprotected cavalry at this point I even brought the uh, poor unprotected tribal archers up to um, do some shooting as well because obviously again they can do it from out of range and you know they're experienced shooters it's one reason I had to keep them as experienced shooters in the game so and um, that actually went fairly badly for Dave the, the more the militia archers were more or less responsible for shooting two of his Turkmen units to death on their own with just a little bit of help from other troops. so they 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 well and truly earned, earned their pay that day if we pay if we pay the militia that is and were certainly well worth the uh, the value in points um, because of what was going on, on the flank then uh, we ended up with a, a melee combat between the cavalry in the middle. I ended up with my guard cavalry, more or less fighting uh, to both units of his lancers, although I was assisted by one of my vanguard swordsman units. Um, Dave's, Dave's lancer charge was, I think Dave would probably call it disappointing. Um, so that was the point he was up. And after that, his the melee combat was even more disappointing um, as my my guard cavalry seemed to develop a knack for rolling skulls on green dice which um, and they were joined by the vanguard infantry um, and it didn't actually take too long and i'd broken both units of the lancers, uh, which i think was pretty damn harsh on dave and opened a blooming great hole in the middle um so the, the game essentially was wrapped up by taking out the um, aforementioned devastating charger units and the units sort of Turkmen men who got basically caught by shooting and shot to death and his Iranian Askaris also um, succumbed to shooting along the way so you know um, I have to say it's a first time out for Dave with a a, a step cavalry army involving quite a lot of shooting cavalry in fours and unprotected it's I always say it's a harsh learning experience when you start with these armies um, and facing off against uh, basically a shooting infantry army is probably not going to be your best matchup ever um, I said I, 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 it was a great game against Dave as always I, I think he enjoyed it I trust he did um, and you know hopefully uh, I hope he sticks with the um, the the step cavalry armies and gives them a bit more of a go so That then set me up for a Saturday, a second competition in a row where on Saturday afternoon I played Paul Cummings. Paul had an early Fatimid army, which is which is an army I quite like as well, Um, although it's a desperately frustrating list. It's one of those. I know there's a good list in there somewhere, but I can never quite get it on paper. Armies. Keep going back to it and i know paul does the same because we chat about it quite frequently and a different iteration a different iteration anyway this version he had four competent professional generals uh, two units of the long spear lancer cavalry in sixes two units of Mamluks, um, superior protected experienced bow short spear in fours a unit of skilled bow turkmens, form flexible average and protected. Uh, two units of the Abid Infantry comprising of six bases of short-spear melee expert and two bases of two-handed cut-and-crush. Um, a, a mixed unit. Um, the unit of Rea, who are a uh, unit of eight long-spear. Now they're all, along with the Abid, they're all close formation. Um, a unit of De Lami, flexible, average protected, devastating charge of melee expert. Eight bases of those. Um, that's one of those why wouldn't you have it in the army units when you look at the list. It um, had two units of Berber light horse skirmishing javelin and one unit of Berber Javelinman skirmisher infantry. So you had nine tugs and three sugs. So um, as I've already said, the terrain basically fell very similar to the game against Dave. We had the secure flank on my left. there was a vineyard on my right and we had two woods in the table, one left of center as I was looking at it, and another on the right hand side, uh, and a, a nice big open space for the infantry to deploy in in the middle. Uh, Paul deployed with cavalry on both wings. His right wing was quite strong with the Mamluks, sorry the yeah, Mamluks and a unit of the long spear cavalry on the left he had. Another unit of long cavalry, the Turkmen, and the skirmishing light horse. And his centre was made up of all the Abid and the Sararia, and the Dalami, unsurprisingly, were pointing directly at the small wood that was to my left centre. Um, I somewhat mirrored this. Um, I had some cavalry on my left, along with the unit of vanguard swordsmen, who were going to try and contain his Paul's right wing and the Dalami. My right wing had a unit of the crossbow infantry on the extreme right, then the guard cavalry, and then the rest of the infantry in the centre. So uh, in in many ways, quite conventional deployments. Um, What I haven't mentioned, I should have have mentioned earlier on, is that um, the scouting for this was was quite extreme. Um, Paul had four scouting, I had two. For his scouting, Paul produced four yellows so i'm i was fully expecting to be quite heavily outscouted till i most outrageously drew two reds so we ended up with no nobody outscouted <laughs> although as defender i deployed first so that was quite a quite a <laughs> a wow moment in a way and i've been wondering how, how much of my army i'm going to have to deploy well just a third apparently <laughs> so that worked well enough for me Okay, the, the game involved basically um, the infantry centres moved towards each other, unsurprisingly. Um, initially, Paul withdrew his cavalry on his right, and he was trying to tempt me to overcommit my right, my left wing cavalry, um, as, as his cavalry would, were more numerous and had a qualitative advantage because of the Mamluks. Um, I almost took the bait and then stopped myself at the last minute and didn't push too far forward. Um, On my right, he advanced his cavalry there and I advanced the guard cavalry and my right hand unit of crossbowmen. I was aiming to get the crossbowmen shooting at the Turkmen cavalry, of unprotected cavalry again. But um, I know Paul's been burned by that one before and quite wisely kept them in skirmish formation so that um, if we did exchange shots, he would be shooting on greens and I would be shooting on whites, although I would have more um, shooting. My plan between the infantry was I've got crossbowmen, he's got no shooters, so I was going to advance to shooting range and then basically force him to keep advancing uh, because I can cause damage at range and he can't. And I would fall back in front of him in what I would like to think is the approved manner to get as many shots in to weaken him before we got to combat. And that's more or less how it it panned out in in the centre. Um, On the right, I had a bit of a rush of blood after a couple of moves. And with the success my guard cavalry had had against Dave, I'd obviously got into into my head that they were a bit invulnerable and could go and fight anything. And I I, I charged them at a unit of Paul's long spear cavalry and completely missed the fact that Paul would just be able to intercept them with the long spear infantry. Obviously, that means I count my short spear and get a plus for fighting infantry who are charging but they're long spear infantry <laughs> and, and once they get into melee i'm really not happy <laughs> and and so it panned out <laughs> i basically had thrown my guard cavalry away <laughs> um i did very little damage to them um and suddenly I got a bit of a hole on that side of, of of the line going ah that was a mistake wasn't it <laughs> but try not to do that again Fortunately my my infantry shooting was quite good and I was knocking some bases off his Abid, Um, so that really was forcing him to come forward, to keep pressing forward. If he tried to withdraw I would really have just been able to keep up with him, so it was push on, push on, push on, and the Dalami were coming through the wood. On the other side of the wood where I got, after pushing my cavalry forward, and realising I wasn't going to overcommit them, Paul turned his right wing cavalry round again and started to push me back because he had, had greater numbers. So uh, after that, we we then had what was basically a, an almighty crunch between all the infantry. Um, Paul pushed the De army out of the woods, straight into the face of my unit of vanguard swordsmen. Uh, but here he made a bit of a mistake because he was moving them straight at me. He moved them in such a way that I ended up with one file of my frontage behind his flank, um, which was a bit unfortunate for Paul. Um, it was a, you know, just, just one of those mistakes you make. So the following move, one of my files charged into his flank whilst the others were fighting frontally. Um, I'm on a red and a green and to add insult to injury, I rolled two skulls. <laughs> So <laughs> kaboom, two bases off. Um, the rest of the infantry fight um, goes goes well for me um, to begin with, although I lose one of the units. Um, and in, in fact, at this point we reached a point where I'd lost two units and Paul had lost one and and it was all I was I was actually starting to get a bit worried. I think I was uh, unduly worried actually. Uh, because then the following move, my especially my vanguard swordsmen who were fighting in the centre, broke two more of his units. Uh, we shot down a, a a Mamluk unit and then and then resulting cabs ensured that basically Paul lost four units in very short order. And so suddenly I'm five, basically five units to two up. Um, and then the game ended because Paul threw, threw some troops in to try and get some points. Cause at this point, it was almost certainly going to go badly for him. I picked up the last point and won 15-4. So I've uh, got 15-4 there and a 15-3 there. So max points after day one. Can't complain with that. Good opponents as well. So, yeah. Yeah, no, two 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 great games. You know, I so say Paul, Paul did make the mistake. He just, it was one of those casual moves. You just push the unit forward because we know there's going to be a fight next time. And basically, he just sort of went half a base width too far with the dial army. So, which, and if if that hadn't happened, actually, the way the the units were placed, it would have it would have been a lot closer after that, and and Paul might have been able to win it. But that that sort of sealed his 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 army. Yeah, it's small small things can get you. They, they they can because because when the when the combat finished against the Dale army, uh, I was able to reform my unit, and and the, he'd he'd been working a unit his second unit of Mamluks to try and charge him in the flank, and then when I reformed, I could reform out of range of his flank charge. <laughs> but if he'd been able to flank charge me while I was still in combat, that would have really opened up a a flank for me. So it is small things. Small things can make a big difference. And I got away with uh, with thinking my guard cavalry were invulnerable when they quite patently weren't. <laughs> <laughs> happens to the best of us and the worst of us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At some stage, it happens to all of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so enough, enough of me rabbiting on about those two games. Back to Matt? Excellent, right. Um, Sunday. Yes,
1: so Sunday morning, as I say, it was a... It was, it was Sir Robin and his his later Crusaders. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think I had the Sunday morning. Uh, I, I was going to say I hadn't been drinking, but uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, we went for as much terrain on the table as possible, and of course got none of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the the, the uh, we we had a river on one flank and robin had i think it was a gentle hill in his his furthest right corner my left uh, and that was it basically and um i think he even outscouted me just to add insult to injury considering it's a crusader army with no no decent scouting troops so <laughs> there you go anyway um I made my first mistake of the game, which basically cost me the game. I went wide and I don't know why I did it. I I basically put all the infantry from the river to the centre of the table and all my cavalry. So three quarters of the table in a line. The only reserve I had was ironically the unit I usually used to slow the enemy down, so the four unit of um, cavalry. And um, Robin mirrored me, basically. He put all his infantry out against mine and then all his uh, cavalry out, out on the flank facing mine now i really like robin's later crusader list he's running um um I, it's one of the turk allies i can't remember which one but basically it, it's 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 three blocks of mamluk cavalry so
0: it's it's an Ayyubid syrian states ally i knew you and, <laughs> uh, and it is a nice list i do like this list of robins yeah it, it Really, really,
1: really well put together, really well thought out. It's got to be something Lawrence came together, Sid, and gave to him. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Such a slur. I think that's really, really harsh. I, th- I think it was i i think i suggested it to you actually <laughs> <laughs> uh, the greats came to his assistance i wish you hadn't i really but, did. Be, be, robin has has played around with it he's, i think he's come up with a very very yeah. nice it, it, it's it, it's really tight it's really nice yeah so basically it, it,
1: it's three mamluk uh, three mamluk uh, blocks of six superior experienced bow short spear um uh, yeah, the the and and backing that up he had um four superior full fat knights of the uh, brother orders and a block of two, a block of six Crusader knights and then three or four blocks of the big um crossbow short spear front rank shield cover guys uh as infantry. Um Yes. How how best to describe this? A, a rush of blood, I think, was the phrase you used earlier. And I think that basically sums up what I managed to do. Um, my infantry, well, the plan was the infantry would move forward and shoot at his infantry, basically, because his shield cover doesn't matter to my artillery. So he's got a choice. He either slows himself down uh, to take the shield cover from my normal shooting, or he doesn't, and you know the artillery will shoot through it anyway. Uh, so, so that was it. the infantry was going to go through there. Um, the end of my line on my left of the infantry was where the skilled shooters, the the guard infantry were. Uh, then they had the pole arms, and then all my cavalry. So there was so my plan was to go forward to engage his cavalry, but to um, I was going to charge in with everything, with the cavalry, with the pole arms coming up and the guard archers coming up. The aim was then to pull, take the cab, but pull the two skilled shoot-and-charge cavalry out, leaving the block, of uh, two blocks of four lancers, fighting his single-end Mamluk line, giving him a a bit of an issue of how to deal with it, because basically he was going to end up with pole arms facing off against one end of his Mamluk line, two blocks of, well assume you've taken casualties to 10 or 9 um, skilled shooters in the middle shooting at his block of 6 unengaged. And then I've got 8 melee expert um, Lancer cavalry facing off against superior Mamluks that don't have melee experts. So the idea was I was hoping to break the end of the line, shoot out the middle, Pearl Arms are going to delay the other. and That, 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 that was the theory. What happened obviously was, this goes back to me talking about having a talented general with four cards, I got myself in the position to do it and then got, I think it was one green and three blacks, uh, two blacks. So I, I I was stuffed basically, uh, but the general threw over another green, the army commander managed to throw over another green, which meant I could still shoot, charge the skilled shoot and charge, um, to get some licks in. But I was basically going to be forced into a round of melee. Two rounds of melee before I could break off. Um, the Lancers were within three, and I couldn't stop them, so they they ploughed into the end. Um, however, all credit to Robin—he pulled a blinder that I did not see coming. He charged with the Mamluks. He didn't evade. He didn't. He, he charged at an angle, so basically what I wanted him to do. But he managed to angle it. So, well, I'm assuming I, I'm going to give him credit for it because it was a genius move the way he came in the way he aligned he was able to slide his mamluk line one way the other two mamluk line the other way creating a four uh, a two wide gap against one of my skilled bow shooters the reason that is so significant is his brother knights are too wide <laughs> and standing behind his mamluks so not only could i not break off so i was in for melee so the melee for the Lancers was green-green. So yeah, it, it was a skull-off, basically, on that side. My, my, my skilled archers in the middle were down because they're average-facing superior. So they weren't having a great time. of did take particularly many wounds. The Lancers, however, got gutted. Just, he sculled me. <laughs> completely down the line. He broke the Lancers. He broke the outside unit of the Lancers in the first turn, in the, in, in the first turn of melee. Uh, so they disappeared off, um, leaving the other facing off against six. He, he had taken almost no damage at this point. My Skilled Shooters whiffed on white dice in the way in, did nothing. I think they caused a wound. Um, so And the Skilled were getting slightly cut up in the middle as well. I think they were down a couple of bases each. And then the Brother Knights hit. And I mean, they hit. He He shattered, I think, on the first dice uh it just blew a hole straight through basically by the end of turn two my cavalry was gone he destroyed it all i hadn't <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, 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 sod's law of course i managed to kill one of the brother knights obviously so so he, his brother knights were slightly weakened but uh, yeah it cost him a two bases i think for my entire cavalry wing gone completely so <laughs> it was not looking good at that point uh as you can guess um so he's he's pursued right past my flank of my infantry. Um, so I did the only thing I could do, and I charged my infantry as far forward against his as I could. I just kept going at him. The shooting was really good. The skill guard archers changed their targets from his cavalry to his infantry. We basically blew his line of infantry away um the the The, the one unit of reserve, as I said earlier the the, the, the my usual delay unit was now required to delay but it had to go stand in front of the three units of mamluks and and the brother knights and 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 they did their job they slowed them down long enough for the infantry to do enough damage that i think it ended as a 10-15 i managed to shoot away a lot of his infantry before he um crumped my flank but yeah just i had a plan but yeah <laughs> 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 one of those things um to be honest with yeah, yeah. my- my my plan was probably a little bolder than it should have been, um, and the green dice just uh, exacerbated it. But uh, yeah, it was a cracking game though, and it was Robin's usual great painting. That oh, was lovely, and um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that was game three.
0: But yeah, and yeah, you know, it's about the dice? It also sounds like Robin. Robin played a really good game. T- totally, he 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 saw what I was going to do, and he and as I
1: say the the getting the Brother Knights in exactly the right position where he could, he he got the alignment before I could do the alignment because I think he was, he, it was his command deck. Um It was brilliant. It, 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 I, kudos to him. It was great. If I'd had the cards, I'd have managed to break off and I'd have probably delayed it at a lost. I suspect eventually, but it wouldn't have been quite so drastic as
2: it was. But yeah, re- really
1: well played by him. A uh, deserved
2: 15 points. Uh, there's a good point there that people don't always pick up on, is that if you can initiate a combat in your turn it is a significant advantage if you're the active player because you've got the choice of files and you've got the potential to align um, and uh, that can in close situations that can often be a deciding factor
1: totally agree um, as i say didn't see it coming the way he'd angled his troops it was brilliant it really was a, a really sweet move, and I'm I'm desperate to try and use it against him at some point, just to prove a point. But, uh,
2: <laughs> Opponents
1: beware! Yeah, yeah, no, uh, it, uh, cracking game. So that 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 got me another ten points. So I was so so three tens. So I I'd, uh, I'd had three 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 bloody um, scores, so to speak. Um, and that set me up for um, Mister Stead with his um, Xin Chinese. Uh, on Sunday afternoon. Now, I have to say, my games against Stephen recently have just been brilliant. They, they just played in such good good humor and it um, doesn't matter what we use, they've been fantastic. And this was another great game. Um, from what I can remember, the left flank was secure with woods. Um, there was a vineyard at the back of um, Stephen's deployment zone, but otherwise that was it. Um, no, yeah, there was a, there was a, I can't remember if it was a mountain or a, or, or a vineyard on, on my flank, which was originally Stephen had put it on that, but I got the dice and I'd moved it up onto mine. Um, again, I made the same mistake I gave against Robin. I deployed wide because there was no terrain. I just deployed wide. I, I was having a real moment that Sunday, and I don't know why I did it, but uh, reverse of my game against um, Robin, basically. So my infantry ran from the secure flank on the left to the center of the table, then all my cavalry was out on the right. Uh and of course, if you if, if you know what the Chin Chinese Army is, uh, the one Stephen runs is um it's the conscript spearmen, which are front rank pole arm back two ranks crossbows. And then he has the the combat G, I can't remember what they're called, but but, but basically the pole arm loose order dev chargers. um uh, three blocks of those uh, as his um as his punch troops. He doesn't run the chariots. Uh, he runs the crossbow polearm cavalry and three blocks of the who um, light horse skirmishers. So, as I say, it was genuinely a complete reverse of the robbing game in my deployment area. Um, I end up with my cavalry facing off against his ally, which is uh, a mixture of the close order, dev charging, um, uh, sorry, the um, loose order, dev charging pole arms and two blocks of the uh, uh, crossbowman polearm infantry. Uh, His center was where, uh, next to those, he had his light horse and his cavalry. Then, facing off against my infantry, is uh, three blocks of his um, crossbowman spearmen. And the end of his line is anchored by another one of the um, loose order dev-charging polearms. I had to put an ambush card in in the for, uh, in the wood on um, on the secure flank um, due to my prevalence for having cavalry in ambush. Stephen was pretty certain I had a unit of lancer cavalry in there in ambush, so that that delayed him for a while whilst he thought about whether um you know I was genuinely about to do what I usually do. <laughs> um, so it all kicked off basically. Um, unlike um unlike in my game with robin i was less keen to get involved in a shooting competition with um his infantry because his were um with the support sorry with, with the support of the um clo- uh, with the loose order dev chargers i really didn't want to get that close so my infantry was playing a stalling game basically of um shooting at long range and hoping the cavalry can do the business my um guard infantry um my guard archer bows first turn shot straight up the table straight towards his who light horse now you know what's coming the shooting the following turn yeah i immediately lose two bases of guards and do no damage back so he's throwing whites i'm throwing greens so so, yeah that that's how it goes yeah so so the, the guard infantry were already screwed at that point they were down to six bases in turn one sorry turn two um I, as I say, because I'd gone wide, I totally misjudged. Uh, sum it up, basically, my, my skilled bow got themselves, my skilled um, shoot and charge got themselves into a horrible mess against an ally. Um, didn't, didn't die quickly, but they did eventually die. Um, I surprised Stephen when my two lancer units that were behind the infantry just shot sideways at a rate of knots and went up to support skilled archers, and they got involved in the fight on that side, which stabilized it a bit. But by the time call- time was called, I f- think I'd scored four points. And I think Stephen had taken eight or ten, I think, because I'd um, my cavalry had crumped by that point. Um well certainly the skilled shooters had. Uh, he'd got a devastating um, charger pole arm into my pole arms on my um left and ripped through them and they died, taking a couple of skirmishers, I think, as well. So a brilliant game, fantastically played. I deployed like a Muppet and I got paint <laughs> got 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 um got taught my lesson shall we say but um, no good and um that was it basically that's that that that's that's where we got to sounds like you had four cracking games really oh totally uh every single one of my games was great i really enjoyed it um i rarely have a bad opponent but you know where you have a game where you just get frustrated by it all but no mm. not 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 at all Uh, I haven't thrown a chair or dice in ages. Oh, sorry, that's not me. That's somebody else. uh, We
0: we don't mention chairs. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Richard?
2: So, my day two. um, After quite an adventure the night before, um, I was looking very scary on day two. I had tripped (laughs) over a curb in Whedon and... uh, uh sort of end, ended up uh bashing bashing myself a bit so uh I got a cracking black eye and grazes and uh was looking a bit of a sight and I I, I attribute that to the success I had on day two. Uh, <laughs> didn't do my I didn't do my head any damage fortunately so uh, no effect there. Um my first opponent on day two was yeah My first opponent on day two was Pete Riley, who was using Mongol conquest. Um, Now, Pete's a cracking bloke, um, and if you're going to be a Mongol conquest army, you really don't want to face Tang China Northern um, because his army essentially is Basically, a unit of Khan's Guard who are exceptional, armoured horse, protected, experienced bow, short spear, male expert, shoot and charge. Only four of them, uh, but at the price they are, you, you're not going to be able to afford more than four. Um, two units of armoured two men cavalry who are superior protected, skilled bow. So there you've got superior skilled bow, short spear, male expert. So you're asking about those. That certainly the Mongol conquest gets them,
0: but not shoot and charge,
2: not shoot and charge. Yeah, though. it's the shoot and no, charge. Only the, Ka- only the Khan's guard had shoot and charge. Um, then four units of two cavalry, drilled flexible, superior, unprotected skill bow, short spear, mal expert, but again in fours, and two units of other nomad cavalry who have formed flexible, average, unprotected, experienced bow. One of those was my Expert um, only nine units um, no camp was the other option we'd taken uh, with three competent professional and mediocre professional generals eight PBS but only four scouting so uh, as the terrain turned out it was pretty much an open plain but I had two pieces of rough on either flank um, and my Basic tactic was to line up my army between the two pieces of rough. Um, Pete really didn't know what to do because basically everybody in my army has an experienced bow and he's got an awful lot of unprotected troops. Um, So he he basically, he lined them up, set the Khans guard to lead the attack uh, on his left flank, my right. Against some of my pooping, and um, it developed from there. He allowed the Khan's Guard to get outflanked by my infantry archers um, which he he then lost his nerve a bit and worried about. um my reaction was they're Khan's guard. they're exceptional short spear melee experts shooting charge. um they don't worry about things to their flank you <laughs> send them in um and indeed they they proved to be the unit that did the damage to me um but the rest of his army basically was getting outshot by my experienced protected experienced bow infantry um in large numbers and my protected experienced bow cavalry being able to Swamped the rest of his army basically. Um, so I can't remember the final score, but I got 15 and I think Pete might have got four points or something like that. Um, a, but it was a bad
0: matchup for Pete. It's a pretty terrible matchup because it's obviously you can swap base for base. Yeah. But you can swap base for base and, yeah, uh, it, 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 base for base and win 15 nil, basically.
2: <laughs> well, not, not quite because of the Khan's guard, but. yeah. Um, that would yeah i mean the 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 fours the problem he gets is as soon as he loses a base and the cavalry are down to threes they're struggling to match me in shooting power and they're i mean like they can run away but you can only run away for so long and that doesn't score you points yeah so um tough matchup. so um that gave me a final round against uh hammy our hosts for the day and uh, he'd taken a Ghaznavid army now um the, the thing with Gasnavids is armoured elephants if you're going to go Ghaznavid you probably want to go armoured elephants because and sure enough Hammy had done that um, so his army was um, it's instinctive commanders uh, um, competent, talented sub, and two more competent. Um, So he had plenty of cards. He had two units of three armored elephants. So those are the elephants that are fully armored. Uh, He had three units of Gilman, who are superior protected, experienced bow, short spear. Uh, He had four units of flexible, uh, average, unprotected, two experienced bow, two skilled bow those were sixes, the Gilmans were in fours, a unit of Dalami mercenaries, drilled flexible average protected depth charger Mal-expert and a unit of poor unprotected experienced bow combat shy archers that sat at the rear and did nothing uh, along with his poor unfortified camp. Um, Hami chose to deploy with um, again, the, the terrain was pretty open. There was one piece of rough on my left flank, his right flank, um, and he chose to deploy the elephants next to that rough with the Dalami in the rough. Um, he then deployed his cavalry in the centre um, and uh, um, out towards the right. My deployment opposite him was I had some infantry. Um, in the rough, just the one unit of Bubing, uh, I had the two J who basically were opposite his elephants. I'd had to deploy first. Um, I then had further infantry in the center, and I had the Kitan on my uh, extreme right. Um the The battle was really made up of two key elements. Um, the first was that I realised that my kitan were in danger of getting swamped, so I tried to redeploy them closer to my infantry and centre. Uh, in doing so, I kami spotted that I had left myself vulnerable and pushed forward rapidly with his cavalry um, to try and take advantage of that. Um my heroes were the skilled kitten horse archers who despite being uh unprotected um they were in skirmish formation uh hammy shot at them must have shot at them four or five turns and i think in the end they'd lost one base um <laughs> you're so lucky <laughs> uh yeah um uh that um yeah, I, I I could easily have had that flank crumble, uh, and in fact they held up. Um, the other Kitan horse archers were also fairly heroic. They basically were lined up against one of his skilled bow, and they just basically each time I pushed forward, Hammy having the extra cards would drop back to increase the range to over one base width. So I was on whites, he was on greens and they survived long enough to keep pushing him back until they were behind his uh, guildman in the centre. I charged the guildman with my wushi cavalry, they're the charging lancer ones, and uh, was basically able to break those and um, the, the horse archers behind suffered as well. Meanwhile, the critical thing for the battle was the elephants on the other flank. He, Having deployed his elephants opposite my Turkish cavalry, he decided there was nothing for it but to advance and try and make most of the opportunity supported by the Dail Army. Um, in doing so, however, a gap appeared between that and the rest of his cavalry. And I pushed a the... Arch, fubing archers and the guard spearmen through that gap and basically exposed the flank of his elephants um, left with a choice of either ignoring the threat to his flank and carrying on or turning he t- decided to turn one of the elephants to um, take on my the archers who threatened his flank personally i think that was the wrong decision, but you can argue it either way. Um, the net effect was in doing so, he basically allowed my 2J to uh, um, gang up against his remaining elephant unit. The the pooping took on the armoured elephants and it was always going to be quite a close run thing. In the end, I survived and he broke by one wound. Um, and after twice charging, I think, the armoured elephants in the flank with the cavalry, I eventually broke the other unit of elephants. Um, that and the losses in the centre were enough to um, break the army. And somehow I got a 15 nil uh, Oh, wow. <laughs> um, which wasn't deserved (laughs) Um, but uh, yeah it it sort of capped off the end of end of a rather successful Sunday um, for me so uh, but uh, elephants I you can't afford to expose the flank of elephants Um, uh, they it doesn't matter that they're fully armored and they they good um they, they, once you start exposing, getting the overlaps and on the flanks of elephants, uh, their days are numbered. Um, and uh, yeah, it was that pushing, I, it was because I had the, uh, I, I was the active player and I was able to push through that gap that had developed between these elephants and cavalry. Um, that, that, was, that was what
0: won the game. What did you think of Hami's army? Because I remember when I list checked it, because it's it's one of those sort of armies I like it, that style of. Um, but I thought it was a bit something and nothing. wasn't quite one thing or the other. Yeah, I,
2: um, I couldn't quite see. I'm not a fan of trying to use elephants with essentially shooty cavalry. He only had, so I mean, he's got the two elephants and the Dylani and the rest is the sort of shooty cavalry Mm -hmm. and the the problem i think it's always going to have have is that the elephants you can't protect both flanks of the elephants um and yeah i i that that's my feeling about that list is that you've got the two elephants and the dalami is a powerful force But he needs an extra something to protect the other flank of the elephants. And then then you've got to use the army with the elephants because the elephants are no good in defence. They've got to be used in attack. Um, And so. To me, that's that's the weakness
0: with that army choice. Yeah. Sounds reasonable to me. So is it over to me now?
2: Yeah. So you're you're. Second day games.
0: It is. Yes, indeed. Okay, so my first game on Sunday was against Lee Sanders using Yuan Dynasty Chinese. Um, It is another one of those lists I think you can play around with for ages trying to get what you think is a good list out of it and and failing. But I thought Lee came up with an absolutely stonking Yuan list, uh, which I promptly stole and it's it squirrelled away for my use at some stage, perhaps. Um, He's gone for a, a Chagatai ally along with the Yuan. Um, so his Yuan Bit is three generals, a competent, a talented, and mediocre professional generals. He's got a six base unit of the Khan's best cavalry, uh, drilled loose, superior protected, skilled bow, short spear melee expert. Um, a mongol best cavalry unit which is basically the same but average Um, two units of mongol cavalry form flexible average and protected skilled bow short spear one of which was dismountable no doubt she had some points left over Uh, two eights of crossbowmen drilled loose protected experienced crossbow and two units of provincial archers formed loose, unprotected, unskilled bow, combat shy. Um, one thing about the UAN list is you have to have at least a third of the infantry units as poor. So in, in this case, you've got half of them, but they're two very cheap units. The Kagadai ally was a unit, you know, who are Mongols, um, a unit of best cavalry, drilled loose, average protected, skilled bow, short spear, and two fours of form-flexible, average and protected skilled bow short spear. So it's it's got two really quite useful units of crossbowmen, um, which in eights are dead useful. Um, The fact that crossbow, as I said a bit earlier, can wound on an S result if they are charged is really nice. And he's got quite a lot of skilled shooters and uh, certainly one really good combat unit. Um, You could argue perhaps it's still a bit of a mixed army. Oh, sorry, he's also got one unit of skirmish cavalry who are cavalry skirmishes, average, unprotected, skilled bow. Expensive but nice, they're 90 points of base. So, there, okay, I thought that was really quite possibly the best Yuan army I've, I've seen. It's definitely one of those lists that can be a bit frustrating in my experience. Okay, so, so before you know, uh, Lee also won on a strategic intercept against me. Um, the uh, but I again defended um, my. I had vineyard on my right, a vineyard sort of front left center, and a vineyard on my left. Uh, so my army had a, a sort of really quite nice position, and basically most of the rest of the table was open. Um, I deployed with uh, a shooting unit in vineyard on my left, and a unit of my cavalry. Um, a unit of the vanguard swordsmen and a unit of the crossbow infantry to go and advance into the vineyard that was front left of mine. Um, then the rest of my infantry to the right of those. Then I had a gap of about six base widths. Um, then the guard cavalry and then another unit of the crossbow infantry and the militia archers were going into the vineyard on the right although they had to manoeuvre a bit to get into position. And I had two units of the, um, the basic cavalry sitting behind the lines um, in reserve positions sort on of either side of the gap. Um, the gap in my line was something of a, of a attempt um, for Lee to come at. It was, uh, looks like there's a big hole in my line and I really wanted to draw him in because I've got the vineyards I can shoot from. Um, is a bit of a risk. Lee's a very good player. And Yuan can certainly exploit things. Um, Lee deployed his Tagadai ally on the right, um, then his crossbow. Two big units of crossbowmen were facing the vineyard that was to my front and left center, so they were obviously aiming to pile forward there. And then all the rest of his Mongol cavalry were on the left, including the, the his best cavalry, who were more or less opposite my guard cavalry. So one thing that was a factor in this game is that I don't think Lee had played a game with vineyards before. Um, and he uh, it was a bit of a surprise to him when he found out that troops in vineyards could shoot out without penalty, but when he was shooting in, there would be penalties. So, you know, that, that ended up changing the dynamic of the game from I think what he had expected. Um, the, the game, to some extent, developed with Lee coming forward to me. But I have to say, I did have a plan for going out to him as well. Um, I think you have to. Although the, the position I had was a nice defensive one, all good for me. But if somebody doesn't come in, you're going to get no points. And in fact, that did happen in the, my last game as well. So Lee pushed, pushed forward, not so hard on the right, and he didn't rush his crossbowmen straight at the vineyard because I had some. My troops are quite combat competent. And obviously, sitting in cover, he knew he wasn't going to outshoot me, um, even though he didn't know about, didn't necessarily have clocked the um, the vineyard's advantages. Um, so, so Lee pushed forward. I manoeuvred troops to so that my two units of uh, reserve cavalry were covering the gap. So, if he came into it, it would be dangerous for him. And I wheeled my infantry um, on sort of in my centre so that the the gap was less of a gap. And flanks weren't being exposed, so that, that, that is, my mind successfully drawn Lee forward into position. At one point, he'd actually slightly overcommitted with one of his uh, Mongol cavalry units that's unprotected um, and in loose formation, and I could push forward one of the units of crossbowmen and therefore get three shots on green dice, uh, which you know thought, hey, great bonus. Bonus at the beginning. I probably rolled three blanks, of course, in the shooting, and <laughs> so <some laughs> I was thinking, "Oh, good grief! It's going to be one of those games, isn't it?" So, so anyway, Lee Lee carried on pushing forward cautiously as he as he realised what the um, the vineyards actually meant in terms of uh, him shooting, but he had sl- probably slightly overcommitted at this point. Uh, but I then pushed my guard cavalry straight up into the face of his best cavalry. Um, my my intention here was for them to really sort of act as a bit of a block um, and just, just tie down that best unit, and then I'll be able to pick on his other units with my with my shooting, where I've got more shoot, and start to gang up on his unprotected units and hopefully bully them, end up isolating his best cavalry and. You know, hopefully, attrit um, his his unprotected units and and work on the army that way. On my left, I was slowly pushing towards the Chagadai ally um, to engineer where I could get shots at advan- advantage. Um, but once I got into the position of the um, the guard cavalry, being right in the face of his best cavalry and the way the other cavalry had so st- I decided that although I was going to be an isolated unit. It was, it was actually appropriate to charge in. The uh, shooting charge gives me a slight advantage, hopefully, and after that, it's all it's all fairly even. But as I said, by, by sort of pinning his line in place, hopefully, I can work on with the shooting. Um, it turns out my guard cavalry, after um, their ignominious performance against the Fatimids. Had decided to rediscover the form they'd had against the Quarasmians, but then take it up a notch. This this turned out to be an appallingly brutal combat um, that was very one-sided. On the shoot and charge, I did one wound. That wasn't very much. Lee had five black dice shooting back, because I'm armoured horse and superior. So he's on black S's, and he just did one wound on that. So we've both taken a wound and then we've got three um, combats where I, I am green and he is white because he shot my I shot as well. I shot on shoot and charge and then we're both superior. Um, we've both got short spear. Um, Lee, out of his three white dice, rolled one wound and all three of my green dice were skulls. <laughs> so I break his unit in the charge. <laughs> you know know, literally it's all literally it couldn't get better than that but it did his general was with the best cavalry unit although he hadn't been fighting so when his unit breaks i get a cab on the general um now I i didn't kill the general Uh, The result, um, I I certainly told a few people at the competition because it was so brutal. The result was actually in some ways better. I stunned the general, so he lost all his cards. Lee had stacked this general with six cards out of the 12 for his army. His whole left wing now had zero cards. Oh, wow. Before I, and my movement is to come, as I did shooting, it was absolutely horrific I mean, it, it, they just you know on that side of the battlefield then I could pretty much do what I wanted I don't think I've I've genuinely don't think I've seen a meg combat uh, I've seen one sided combats and, and quick breaks in but it was a combination of results um, and I, I can't remember what the cabs did I, th- I think I actually knocked a couple of bases off with cabs as well for the all wounds and then shooting added up to bases. Um, it it was horrific. So he's, at this point he's, he's then got something like three protected, oh, sorry, unprotected cavalry units that I can gang up on and get shooting for so the next turn come with that as well. So uh, it really was wow moment. Um, and And possibly to add yet another insult to the injury his route was as short as it could be, which left my Guard Cavalry well in the vicinity of of his other units for subsequent action. (laughs) I mean, it it almost was, it could not have gone worse for Lee. I I, I lost a base and he lost a unit and all his cards for that half of the battlefield. I was stunned. I think we were both stunned, quite frankly. (laughs) Not just his general, we were stunned. So. As you might guess, that, that that it was a bit downhill from there. Really, um, he, he, Lee felt he had to push with the, the troops he did have, because he couldn't really extradite them on his other wing. And he certainly couldn't extradite the ones that had been commanded by the general who had got no shooting. So I, I got I got a lot of shooting in next time. He, he pushed his crossbowmen up um, into uh, into the vicinity of the vineyard. And in subsequent moves, I was able to to charge them, and and break both of them. I, I picked on and, and killed other cavalry, but it, it really that, that taking out his best cavalry sealed that game. It really was just such a devastating blow, um, and it it ended up I won fifteen nil, which you know I just said said wow when Richard said he won fifteen nil. This is even more of a a wow to me that this you know because Lee is such a good player he's a very good player he got a well-designed list okay he 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 didn't really the, the vineyards came as a bit of a surprise to him but he's a good enough player to be able to to manage that it was just the 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 whole knocked in his line and the knock-on effect so so that was just a wow <laughs> you yeah, know what more can you say so three games out of three 45 points maximum I then face Mr. Hall. So in the same way as I fought Paul Cummings in the second game at Warfare, in the last game at Warfare, I played Simon. So playing him again on top table, this time for the competition. Um, Simon has Mongols, Mongol conquest, um, which is going to be a challenge. We played a game between Christmas and New Year as well, and uh, the cracking game. And Simon was ahead of 9-8, I think, at the end of that one. But that was that was really good. Um, and it, he's had more practice since then. He's definitely getting well up to speed. In fact, I'd say he's back up to his best. Anyway, his army was four competent generals, three of them professional, one of them instinctive. That's the nomad vassal subgeneral. No, that's subgeneral, not ally general. Um, he, he got nine tugs. Uh, Khan's Guard, he'd not gone for the armoured horse version. He'd got drilled loose, exceptional protected, skilled bow, short spear, melee expert. Just four of those. Two fours of basically the same but superior, the armored two men. Three sixes of the ordinary Mongol cavalry. Um, these had been downgraded to average, unprotected, skilled bow, short spear. And three units of the nomad horsemen who are the noble nomad vassals, and they all form one command. Average unprotected bow, two fours and a six, the six being skilled. So a lot of skilled. He's got 12 cars, PBS of eight, scouting of five. Um, Simon won the PBS dice roll. So this was the fourth time I'd been strategically intercepted. Um, Now at this point, uh, especially after our conversations, the game we'd had between Christmas and New Year, where Simon had invaded me. And I'd had quite a bit of terrain and been able to use that to my advantage um, to cut down his maneuverability. Um, I had assumed that Simon would defend in the plains. He's got no camp. Um, Okay, that gives him means he has to deploy a camp, which is mobile. But I personally didn't want to fight in the plains, where I thought just the sheer mobility and lack of any cover would give the Mongols the advantage. Uh, Simon actually invaded. Um, And when we chatted about it afterwards, his view was that he didn't think he would be able to stop his camp from being sacked. And with an army of only nine tugs and a lot of them in fours, that was too big a risk. He felt he had to have the no camp, even if that gave me terrain. So I thought it was an interesting choice. Um, I'm still not convinced it was the right choice. Simon is. so. (laughs) <laughs> pays you money, takes you, so in a way we're both happy. So had the the hills steep, the mountains on one side, the left my left flank, um, and the only other piece of terrain was a couple of vineyards again. See, vineyards are just everywhere. This competition um, covering my right flank, um, quite close to my base edge. So I've got a and the basically Simon's half of the table is more or less free apart from his compulsory terrain on his right hand side. Um, I deploy with a couple of units of shooters in the vineyard on my right, it's the unit of crossbowmen and the militia. Um, my thinking is I'm probably going to pivot off that piece of terrain. I'm thinking I'm almost certainly going to have to come out. I'm not going to get lucky and have somebody somebody charge, get really close up and fall for that again. Um, on the left-hand side in the mountains I've got two more units of the crossbowmen. The aim there is to pressurize Simon's right flank by coming off the hill and pressurizing it um, the main part of my infantry and the guard cavalry are deployed in the big gap in the center and all my ordinary cavalry and the skirmishing horse archers are basically reserved set back a bit from that so it's we then have a game of an enormous amount of thinking, really, really tense. Um, lots of thinking, but played at a reasonable speed, um, but whilst being cagey, um, Simon didn't come piling in and allow me to shoot from the terrain. I did have to go out. Um, I mean, we had so much jockeying and, and not and not over committing that we we didn't really have any casualties till about two hours into the game before a unit was broken. know at one point I was starting to think of are we actually going to get a result but then things started to happen so Simon's pushed forward he's he's trying to get into shooting range I am trying to get you know I push my infantry forward and then I'll pull the cross the infantry back so that I'm shooting at four he he can't shoot at me Um, I'm happy to have my guard cavalry shot at to some degree because they've got the armored horse and they're superior so, so again, jockeying. On my left, I'm pushing my two units of crossbowmen out. Um, sorry, I've not really described Simon's um, deployment ally. <laughs> um, basically his, his nomad ally was on the left. He's got his best cavalry, his superiors and exceptionals in the centre and the rest of his Mongol cavalry is mostly on the right. So he's got a hard centre and all his unprotected stuff is on the wings. So he, he's being reasonably cautious, but not overly so. You know, he's willing to push up um, and, and take a few shots if he has to and, and pull back and buy off wounds. And if he has to get close, he's he's putting them in skirmish formation. Um, basically, this, this this is going on a in, in the end. I end up leaving, pulling deliberately leaving one of my units of infantry somewhat forward to give him a target to come in at. So that that draws him in. Um, and his his charge is actually reasonably effective and and I'm I'm possibly thinking oh that was a bad idea but I'm I'm continuing to push on the left and he's having to give way and also on the right so I'm starting to I'm starting to actually start to envelop a Mongol army with most of my infantry so (laughs) which is a really nice nice feeling Um, aware that this We've been talking quite a while. So, so long story short, really, um, he, he charges in his, his good stuff and it, it doesn't quite break through. It gets a little bogged down and he pulls it back. Um, my guard cavalry go after a unit of ordinary Mongol cavalry. Six of the Tumen cavalry are unprotected. Um, and so, so basically pushing straight down the middle of the table. Um, we charge him. Um, I, my shoot and charge slows him by one and he rolls down on his VMD and I slam into the rear of it. And it explodes in a fairly, fairly um, re- rewarding manner, shall we say. So, I mean, the the, uh, the guard cavalry don't have to do any heroic dice rolling on this one. You know, charging the enemy in the rear is usually quite good. Although I think it took all three files and had to roll because all I ever rolled was wounds (laughs) but if you're rolling two wounds on each file and you've done something on the shooting charge it breaks them anyway so it was a I think so Um, Simon then launches another attack with a very well timed very well coordinated well chosen attack with his 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 exceptionals and superiors Um, and he basically gets within a base of breaking through He would have broken through, got into my camp, and really caused me problems. Uh, I think it was something like he had to roll two wounds on a red, yellow, and a green dice, and he only got one of them. (laughs) And that was just enough. (laughs) I think I could buy off a wound and then bring things in on the flanks, Uh, at which point I his army is now two-thirds surrounded. On my left flank, I end up charging one unit front and rear, with my infantry. I get a couple of flank charges. Um, Simon has a desperation rear charge into my guard cavalry, which actually knocks two bases off. But then I turn around and butcher him. And then the flank attacks take down his army. Um, It was an incredibly good game. It really was very fluid, um, really felt like these two armies probably should feel. mine. You know, I have, Simon could be very mobile, Very, I have to be quite deliberate and be quite cautious. Certainly at the point where he failed to get the second wound, it was a case of, I think we both thought, Simon had his, at least his fingertips on the trophy at that point, and then it was just snatched away from him by cruel fate. Not that I'm feeling too upset about this, of course. <laughs> yeah. So... I win, oh, I can't remember, 15-6, something like that. But from my point of view, the important thing, I've just won four games on the trot. I've got, I've got 60 points. I can't be beaten. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, you can imagine I feel, I feel incredibly pleased about that. So, And I thought I played the that particular game very well, as did Simon, and, and proved proved to myself I did have a proper plan for coming out of the terrain and not just sitting in terrain all weekend, and, and, and I could beat a, a Mongol army on a fairly open table as long as I had some a little bit of something to work with. Um, overall, I think i say I felt the ar- army performed an awful lot better than I expected it to. I'd expected mid-table mediocrity, maybe a bit above if I was lucky, um, to win four games, 15 points each, um uh, was was just really rewarding basically um i suspect it's all downhill from here this year now <laughs> so that was my result and i should say the the, the prizes that were presented by battlefield hobbies which were um, vouchers to use in store were very generous um, first second and third we all got something And Uh, Ray had organised for a prize as well for the best uh, rookie, uh, which was defined as person who is not played more than this. wasn't This was their first, second, or third competition, and and that was won by Matt McVeigh and I think that was his first competition with an army he'd borrowed from Simon. So I think that was an incredibly successful prize as well. Well deserved, very well deserved. Very well deserved. So you know, I think, I think it was a really successful tournament. A slightly different theme. Yeah, uh,
1: the awesome. the army
0: choices were great. I thought people really
1: took the spirit of what Ray was trying to achieve. I think, and went with some interesting um, choices. I I think we need to talk about the second place list, the Bantu kingdoms with yes. Yeah.
0: It, was, it was interesting. We, we had two. Our, our armies from the African list, didn't we? Because um, Paul Stovell, who you played, had the Abyssinian, and Ian Newell, indeed, had the Bantu. Which it's just a huge mass of un, was it unprotected shield, fleet, unprotected shield cover devastating charges. I fleet, of fleet, fleet of foot, fleet of foot, and melee experts, and melee experts. <laughs> <Yes, that's right. laughs> it was just an enormous. I know Simon played it uh, with his Mongols. Uh, I think it's one of those. If his shooting had been a little bit worse than it was, he'd have just been absolutely swamped.
1: Yeah. I, I I looked at that list and thought I don't ever want to play that list. <laughs>
0: it was just. Like, I think it's something like hundred and twenty bases of infantry. It's, <laughs> it was enormous. Yeah. It was. It, it was it, something it, like nineteen Uggs, wasn't it? Nineteen tugs. <laughs> you you need to get. Yeah, you needed to kill eight to break the army. Oh, no, maybe 17, 18, 19, oh, whatever. I think, uh... I think
1: it was eight, you had needed to break the army. But, but it was, so basically it's the Zulu army. <laughs> it, 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 and, 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 and as the weekend was Isndwana and Rourke's Drift, I thought it was very apt to be running it at that competition, particularly as he 30-pointed he on Saturday for Isandwana and then didn't do quite so well on the Sunday. It, it,
0: absolutely. I, I must admit, I, I think I would have loved to fought that one. It was, it was, oh say so it's 15 units, I'm just checking, you, you know, it's four of them were superior, all the rest average, yeah. yeah. Average, unprotected, fleet of foot, dev charger, melee expert, shield cover. <laughs> Absolutely magnificent army choice, it was brilliant. It was... Superb army choice. <laughs> I'm not sure, I don't know what to do about it. How do I protect my flanks?
1: My, my, my plan was to charge all my cavalry in as soon as I could, and hope they took enough down that by the time he got to the infantry, they were wounded enough that the artillery and shooting kill enough.
0: Uh, I, I, I suspect my my mine might have been similar, <laughs> you know, and and hope the guard cavalry did unto them what they did unto Lee, basically.
2: Well, all I'll say is that it's an army that I've got lined up to use. Oh no, at some point this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it waiting in the wings for two years.
0: Oh, but, but Ian beat you to it. But. He did, yes. Yeah. I, I must admit, I, I also think he had he had enormous fun using it. Every time I saw him, he just had a massive smile on his face.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I credit to him. I, I wouldn't have had the courage to take it to a, um, a, a competition where there are so many cavalry um present, but yeah,
0: um, but no, he, but he,
2: uh, obviously that didn't matter.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think he you know, basically he won three, and and it's went down to like fifteen, ten to Simon. That yes. was that, that, yeah, that was same yeah. Simon who <laughs> it was. It was a, an astonishing. well I thought we had a really, as Matt said, a really interesting choice of choice of lists were chosen for the for the for the competition i think it was a great success so okay I just, time is ticking on gentlemen so what, just ask what are our plans for future games or future competitions because we've got another one up shortly haven't we
2: uh yeah we're coming up to beachhead uh which is uh, classical armies uh, with a uh punic theme Possible, I don't know. Well, the, it's, yes, it's, it's slightly
0: odd. it requested that if you, if, it'd be nice if people took Punic Army, Punic Wars, armies. Um Yeah.
2: So, um, so that that is my my intention is to take a list, but uh, is is borderline Punic. <laughs> yes.
0: uh, I'm, I'm afraid I've gone for one that isn't, but but he's sort of similar to some armies that could be in period. So I've not gone for anything wild and wacky in that respect. So are you there, Matt? Uh, I'm not at the moment. I've,
1: I think I've got work commitments which haven't been right, turned yeah. up yet. But, but if, if they fall through and they're odd in numbers, I will certainly try and snaffle a ticket. And yeah.
0: yeah. I've, so yeah. I've
1: got a Syracusian Greek that's never hit the table that needs to come out and play. He <laughs> <Right.
0: laughs> <You laughs> has to come out and play. Yeah, yeah. must, yes. <laughs> So that, yeah. Um, And in terms of podcast, I think the plan is, if I'm right, gentlemen, to do a historical one next time around.
2: Uh, Yeah, we would. I think we're possibly looking at uh, one of the more conventional armies. Uh, I think we talked about Romans, possibly.
0: I think we did. We did indeed, yes. Romans poss- possibly of that classic classic early imperial age
2: indeed
0: yes so, uh, so yeah so that looks like it'll be the, the next one obviously we'll be keeping an eye on um, competitions as well giving giving uh, just keeping people up to date with those um, but you know obviously this isn't just a podcast about competitions although they do seem people seem popular See, well, we do, do see popular in that respect.
2: Yes, yeah, so. um, just a non-competition event. Um, uh, Dave Sanders and, sorry, Dave Sellers and Lee Sanders are running a uh, make uh, battle at the Society of Ancients Battle Day, uh, which is in March and will be held at House in Newbury.
0: OK, yeah. so w- what battle is being run this year?
2: This year it's the Battle of Adrianople. Oh, right. Um, so, Goths and late Romans. Yes.
0: Well, what one as fans of the late empire sort of draw a polite veil over? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if you want to get rid of an emperor, <laughs> having killed.
0: Uh, in command of his army by a bunch of barbarians yes (laughs) yes yes it it didn't go exactly to plan did it for the Romans it's
2: it's the it's the way to get rid of an emperor it certainly got rid of him
0: (laughs) that's for sure okay Matt Richard thank you very much for taking part on this Um, and I look forward to the next time we meet up to talk about Romans Yes, Indeed. looking forward to it. I'll have to do some research. I, I'm
1: shoddy in my Roman history, I have to admit.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's the wrong end of the empire for me, as far as I'm concerned. So I, I will I'll be joining you, looking at, uh, looking at. It involves reading Asterix books, basically, doesn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm starting. <laughs> I might be finishing there as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, folks. It's been a pleasure, and we'll see you next time.